Hello everyone, I'm Joe. I'm Derek. And I'm Matt. And we are the hosts of Beats, Balls, and Bourbon. The official podcast of The Groove Machine, your uh, Louisville City soccer supporter drumline. We have an amazing, amazing show today for everybody. I hope you uh, stick around and check it out. Uh, but first, before we do that, couple, let's do a little business. want to say thank you to everybody that was here last week. Taylor Soros was here. Lisa Hines was here. Jose Pazmino. And James Pizzolato, we had a fantastic segment uh, at the end of that for about a half hour. We just did mm-hmm. a we did a bit of a roundtable. So if you have yeah. not watched that, you can go to YouTube and you can check that out. Also, we want to give a shout out to all of the other uh, podcasts. We have uh, well, what are the other podcasts? I want to include you guys. What's, what are the other podcasts? No, I'm kidding. Uh, There's the Final Judgment. Final Judgment right? comes out on Tuesday. Tuesday. Uh, Barrel Proof comes out on Wednesday. Barrel Proof comes out on Wednesday. In the house comes out on Thursday. Thursday, right? Scouts house. Yeah, we come out on YouTube on Friday. And uh, <laughs> the, the, the Los Morados, the uh, Luchadors. I don't know. Do they, they have a set that? day. I think they do. They just kind of do whatever they do. It's on a different platform. I keep forgetting the list. They function on their own calendar. Don't yes. worry about it. Derek, how are you, sir? I'm I'm doing really good. You look good. I'm, you always look good, though. There's something good. about you. They just you have this. Uh, I don't know what it is. Thanks, Joe. You're welcome. Can, will you be my life? You should be my life coach. <laughs> I'm going to be your life coach. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm going to be. Wow. Matthew, how are you? I am just couldn't be any better. You look good. Thank you. I always say that. I just, no that's one my, says that's that my, to me except that's my, you. That's my, well. <laughs> Joe, Joe, how are you doing? I'm yeah. doing pretty darn good, I feel like man. we don't ask. I'm, well, you know, that's okay because I know you love me. I'd, I'd like I, to shout out to Joe. Joe, we were, we were speaking earlier. Joe is an excellent PR guy. Oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe we put that to the test today. Yes. Because we have a fantastic show for you. And that's um, mostly to your credit. You lined up just an awesome lineup of guests. Who we got? Well, uh, we have uh, Dr. Mark Lynn, who's, uh, who is uh, glad, uh, very graciously. Uh, Lynn Family Stadium uh, is going to be the name of our brand new facility that when you drive by, every single time you drive <laughs> by this thing, it is just absolutely I don't want to use the word imposing because it's not scary. Traffic jams it's on 64 amazing. and 70. Uh, traffic jams on 64 and 71 are like my favorite thing. Yeah, <laughs> now. I, would, I would call it assertive. Right. Assertive is awesome. And then we have Chairman John Neese here uh, to tell us all about uh, uh, the, uh, himself and uh, the comings and goings of the, of the team. So to have great guests. And then also we have uh, two representatives from the fundraising effort that we're going to be kicking off tonight. Uh, it is going to be a long-term effort. It's going to be one that we're really looking forward to doing. They're they're very happy to have us. We're very happy to be a part of it as well. So uh, we will introduce them later on tonight as well. But we want to get going because, you know, this weekend or tomorrow, it's tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. Is Something's the, happening. the biggest rivalry in the history of professional sports ever, Matthew. What is it called? It's called the Louisville-Indianapolis Proximity Association Football Contest. What do you call it? I call it Epic. Epic. <laughs> <laughs> they, did that, they did that whole bit online where you're supposed to – how do you pronounce it? I'm like, it's epic. <laughs> and uh, when you talk about the greatest rivalry in the history of sporting, uh, of sports, you talk about its greatest hero. And the greatest <laughs> hero ever in the history of this event is a gentleman by the name of Bugsy O'Malley. And Bugsy once again has agreed uh, to come on the show. Uh, we're just waiting for uh, – oh, wait, that's not it. We don't want them. No. no. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm I mean, I kind of do, but just not right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, this is look at me trying to do this stuff. Uh, here we go. I think this is going to be him. Is Bugsy doing okay? I think we're going to find out. Okay. He seemed kind of spry earlier. He yeah. seemed a little bit. We we had a little bit of it's ringing. Hello, Bugsy. 
Hello. Is, is, it, is it you, Jim? <laughs> no. Bugs, Bugsy, it's, Bugsy, it's Joe. Wait to hear from you chaps. Oh, yeah. my word. I'll tell you what. Since I've seen the team is in such a great winning streak, or so they tell me, Jack, I could not wait to talk to you boys. Well, you know, and, and we're looking forward to hearing from that. Just you're doing okay health wise. Everything's wonderful. I think I'm doing okay, Joe. Okay, because that's important. I think I'm all right. Because but it's just with all of the excitement from the team, all of the uplifting news coming from your way. That is correct. I'll tell you. Go ahead. Speaking of speaking of winning streaks, mm -hmm. did I ever tell you boys that I've been married eleven times? <laughs> no, you haven't. You know, that sounds like the opposite I, of a winning streak. I was going to guess one or two because you are a soccer uh, soccering legend, but eleven no, I times. Just love, I love the taste of wedding cake. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I've been married so many times. Uh -huh. I'm in the hokey pokey hall of fame. <laughs> Oh my God! <laughs> I wouldn't lie to you, but I'll tell you what else, boys. What else? Marriage can be a three-ring circus, you know. I yes, it can. Engagement ring, mm -hmm. wedding ring, mm -hmm. and suffering. <laughs> oh, well played. oh my Lord! Of the old saying, mm -hmm. you get fat and happy. Right. Well, you know what, Joe? Yeah. Why do my wife get so fat? When she got in the bathtub, the water in the toilet ran over the top. <laughs> oh, wow. She was so fat when she mm -hmm. fell over at the beach, she rocked herself to sleep trying to get up. <laughs> she, she, was, she was eventually woke up by a lifeguard. Mm -hmm. And he only asked her to get up because the tide was waiting to get in. <laughs> Well, again, that's back, that, I, back, I, I, I think it's quite heroic that you would. Uh, I think it's quite heroic that you would. Uh, you would pursue such a, a wonderful prize. But <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'll tell you, my best winning streak at Kentucky. Oh, okay, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Tell us about the winning streak, yes. We had the three Hatfield triplets in our midfield. Mm. We had Antoine. We had Percival. Mm -hmm. And we had Gus, and Gus ran a halfway house for one-armed jugglers. <laughs> and strangely, mm -hmm. two of the Hatfield boys disappeared under very conspicuous circumstance. The, Hat uh -huh. the Hatfields from uh, West Virginia, that's correct. Interesting. Oh, I think so. Coach Billy Ray Joe Bob McCoy mm -hmm. he invited them on a combination spearfishing hot air ballooning weekend. <laughs> Okay. And that was the last we heard the names are named. Well, <laughs> well, those Hatfields and McCoys, they had some issues back then. Oh, well, Coach McCoy was a true legend, but a bit of an odd duck. Okay. I forwarded you a copy of one of his most inspiring speeches. Yes, we have that right here. And I, I, think, I think all three of your listeners might enjoy hearing it. <laughs> so yeah. anyway. Mm -hmm. I need to go, John. It's grunge night in the recreation hall, <laughs> and I need to change my depend before I lace up my Doc Martens. Now, wait, wait. It's grunge night. Do you have to dress up, or can you come as you are? <laughs> oh. <laughs> as you are. As, I'm ready, boy. Okay. Hey, I'll tell you what. So let uh, me hear it. Read me the speech, Jim. I'm going to, and it's Joe, by the way. But, uh, Peace out. Okay, I'm going to read. Thanks a lot there, Bugsy. Appreciate you calling Thanks, in. Bugsy. Always an honor. Bugsy Malone, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, he is Bugsy O'Malley. Bugsy O'Malley. What is it, Malone? 
I think it's someone else. Yeah, that could be someone else. And and you know what it is? It's just that he he, he makes you uh, forget what you're doing. He you forget what you're you doing. <laughs> what your name is. Oh my god. Why you're doing this? But yeah, um, he did send us the speech. Now apparently, this is the speech that Billy Ray Joe Bob McCoy, who was a great coach for us, uh, gave them in 1923. So I'm gonna go ahead. Let's get this fired up. Are you ready? We are muted there. We're good to go, man. I'm going to listen to the speech off camera. Okay. That's okay. Absolutely. All right. So here we go, folks. This is the. All right. Let's. Uh, there it is. Apparently, this is the speech. Uh, we were down two to nothing. It was halftime, and the boys were a little down. So, Billy Ray Joe Bob McCoy had to rally the troops. So this is the speech that he gave at halftime. This is the halftime of the 1923 Louisville-Indianapolis Proximity Association Football Contest. Well, fellas, looks like we are up against it once again. Sadly, we have fallen behind our arch nemesis, the Indianapolis E-11, and we are faced with a daunting task of overcoming this deficit and finding a way to gain a victory over them. Now, I will not lie to you, I was, like y'all, a bit surprised by the new formation they done put out there. I mean, seriously, instead of human beings, who expected them to put three live donkeys out there on the field? I mean, come on, they are donkeys. And apparently, they have found a way to navigate around the Indianapolis mule rule, and we are not too happy about that. And watching these nasty animals strategically leave the remains of their lunch in our box has been quite discouraging. But watching you all engage in slide tackles to discourage their efforts is a feat of courage that I have rarely seen, and it makes my heart swell with pride. And to top it all off, I have been taken aback by the way a couple of their players have been looking at the hairy pack animals in a bit of a lovingly way. I mean, I get it. It's Indianapolis, Indiana, and there ain't much to do up there when the corn has been picked and the sun goes down. But I mean, there are limits to what we will take. And given the word score, a whole new definition, us godly men will take no more of their unsavory practices. Now, if they were people just pretending to be donkeys, as opposed to the actual thing, that would not have been a surprise or given us any pause. We have played the new team up there in Cincinnati enough times to see people acting like a bunch of asses, so no big deal there. And speaking of dumbasses, I remember the moment when the Indy 11 coach in the 1911 game at halftime. It was a tough struggle indeed, trying to find 11 guys that could play after the damn bourbon tasting contest. We was locked up with no score at the end of the first half, and, and his coach, he came over to the locker room, he called to me, he said, hey, and I said, what? He said, I will, I will make you a gentlemanly wager. For every goal from here on out, we will walk to the middle of the field, and the coach of the team who was scored upon will have to pay the other coach five cents. I pondered this for a second. I said, well, five cents, a lot of money. But honor dictates that since you challenged me in front of our home crowd, I must accept that bet. Much to my chagrin, they scored quickly, and I was forced to take that slow, painful steps to pay him off in front of our entire crowd. It was humiliating. But as if in answer to a prayer, we scored in the very last moment of the game to preserve a draw. I happily pranced back to the middle of the field, where the dejected coach was forced to return the change he had so gleefully taken from me just moments before. And something told me from that day forward, we would be very happy to get our nickel back in this rivalry. Very good. Boys, gather around. I need to tell you this. This is very important. What is it, Coach? My compatriots, it is in tough times like these that I'm reminded of a quote from my old grandpappy, Rufus Billy Bob Joe McCoy. 
It is something he said while commanding a company at the Battle of Perryville. He looked square into the eyes of those young boys so far from home, and he said, Boys, no matter what comes over that hill, no matter what we encounter, no matter what happens, we will stand our ground. Now, the fact that when the first shot was fired, he took a dump in his pants, jumped on his horse, and rode it nonstop to Nicaragua should not be the point here, okay? The point of the matter is should be that he had the guts to tell other people what to do, and I proudly carry that family tradition on right now. So, boys, there will be no quitting us today. We will fight them. We will fight them on a soccer field, or we'll fight them on a baseball field, or we'll fight them on a baseball field that's part of a soccer field. And we will take the fight to them, and we will press. We will press them. In fact, we will invoke a high press. The Louisville high press. Ain't nothing wrong with being a little high in Louisville, is there, boys? It's just what we do. And we will move around their big asses, and we will gingerly step around those strategically placed donkey piles, and we will use the skills that the good Lord gave us to preserve our honor and win this contest, this special contest, this Louisville, Indianapolis Proximity Association football contest. Can I get an amen? amen. Can I get an amen? amen? Can I get an amen? Amen. That <laughs> was inspiring. It was very inspiring. I'm, I'm, I'm very inspired right now. Now, the fact that we lost nine to one should not bother anybody. Well, I mean, in <laughs> fairness, he did go over. So the first like six minutes of the second half, we weren't even on the field. That's right. So the speech was so inspiring. The guys didn't go out there. They started the game early. And it's, yeah. it's, it's, they only scored like six goals in 10 minutes with nobody out there. So that's pretty amazing. Yeah. So tomorrow is uh, well, tomorrow. Turns out is, donkeys don't have much of an aim. Yeah, they have that going for us. <laughs> no, they don't. Okay. Well, anyway, let's enough of the silliness. Let's get yeah. to the, the important people. Okay, we're gonna start with Dr. Mark Lynn. Dr. Lynn, if you wouldn't mind coming on up here, sir. Dr. Lynn uh, is uh, we've never met personally, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to to uh, having a conversation. How are you, sir? Uh, I hope you didn't mind that speech. Too I much. see you're a little, little quiet, shy, and bashful. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, uh, I, we did watch you um, when, when they had the uh, ceremony to announce that your family name is now part of the stadium. Yes. So uh, as a supporter, just I'm sure I'm speaking for everybody to say thank you so much for being a part of this. You're welcome. I think it's uh, it's probably very exciting, yes. Uh, I, you could say that. <laughs> you, you, of course, you know how that happened, right? No, sorry, I do not. John Neese put me in a room, beat me with a stick, and then started kicking me around until it happened. I can't, I can't picture that. Now, now, you notice he's still in a cast over there, right? <laughs> I noticed you all lying each other in the green room. Was that what that was about? Oh, that's what it's all about. No, no, no. It, awesome. it, was, uh, it was a real honor that, uh, you know, i got to give uh, Brad Gordon uh, okay. a lot of uh, okay. a lot of credit for bugging the holy tar out of me. Really? Okay. Uh, on a routine, but nicely. Okay. But then he somehow managed to finagle his way into talking to my wife. Oh, okay. Which is how this really happened. Now, right. I think my son set it up. So. Okay. Yeah. Now, we're going to get back to that, but I'd like to get back um, having not having grown up in the area. Um, I'd like to know a little bit about you uh, before you became Dr. Lynn. I mean, where, well, where are you from and so on and so forth? You know, I was actually born here in Louisville, so okay. Louisville is home. And we grew up over in western Kentucky. Uh, Cindy, my wife, we started dating when I was 15. She okay. was 14, so we've been so high school sweetheart. About nine years ago. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm trying to suck up. Yeah, I really you're so close. So. 
Um, but no, we, we got, you know, started dating in high school, both graduated from Apollo, went to undergrad at Murray. Okay. Um, did my, my four years there, went to Southern College of Tom Tree in Memphis. Okay. Swore I'd never move back to Louisville because mm-hmm. uh, my sister lived here at the time. Mm-hmm. But we moved back to Louisville. She moved to Texas, so it was okay. So, you know, <laughs> I, no, I, I kid her all the time. That the only reason I came back, she left. Um, but Louisville's been home since 1985 when we got out of school. So we now have four kids. We had two in school, two since we got out. All four kids live here. Okay. Um, they're all married. They all live within two blocks of me. Wow. I have 16 grandkids. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And uh, yeah, wow. taught my kids to do something right in life. So um, no, it, it, this is home. I mean, this is where we're going to be. This, this is what it's about. Uh, the the primary nucleus of my business is here, okay. and the better Louisville does, the better we all do. Absolutely, uh, it's just you know you can call it an economic gift, you can call it a boom, but it's just good for the city. Mm-hmm. And what John and the guys have done with with Lou City and, and and getting this to where it is, it's nothing short of of just amazing. Okay. Soccer itself is is growing rapidly as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, just look at the numbers that continue to watch. It, it's dwarfing everything else in its percentage of growth. So uh, it, it's great for Louisville. It's great for Kentucky. And, and it's great for us because we're here. Right, right, right. So, so um, a little bit about your business. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, VisionWorks, right? Is that correct? Yes. Um, when, it, when it started, what, um, what prompted you to do it? Well, I knew I was wanted to be an eye doctor since ninth grade. Okay. So just always... Uh, I had that desire. So that was the easy part for me growing up. Now, getting there and figuring out what I wanted to do, that was a whole, you know, how I wanted to do it was a different thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually came out of school in 1985. I started with Dr. Beiser's downtown. Okay. The practice actually started back in 1941, uh, downtown Louisville, then his brother over in Jeffersonville, Indiana. I mm-hmm. uh, became a partner with the Beiser family. Um, gosh, you got to go back to 1991 uh, was when that started. And then in '98, uh, I bought the practice from uh, Jerry Beiser. Okay. And we had 19 <clears throat> locations at that point, and now I have 90 locations in six states. Golly. And so it uh, keeps me just a little busy. I was going to say, yeah. right? Yeah. Is that a family business? I'm maybe some of your. Kids well, my involved, my or? actually my son is my chief operations officer, is, uh, VP of operations. Okay. Um, he actually has his doctorate in music and oh, was okay. a. Uh, Professor at University of Lowell for a number of years. Okay. Uh, taught down in North Texas for a while. Great school. But North uh, Texas State has a phenomenal music program. That's why he phenomenal. went there. That's where he So, and, uh, so he, he finally got, uh, I think, the, the world of academia caught up with him. Uh, wanted to get out and do something a little different. <laughs> and uh, so I said, well, when you leave, we can talk. So I didn't offer him a job till after he was looking for one. Uh, and then brought him on. It's been a really, really good thing. I've got uh, my... Oldest daughter has six kids, so she's a full-time mom. Oldest uh, just turned 13, so mm-hmm. was six. Five boys and a girl. Poor mom. And um, <laughs> the number two daughter is a dentist here in town, just opened her second practice. All right. known as Floss 32. And then the youngest has a uh, set of twins and then a, four, a, a two-year-old and a seven-month-old, uh, yeah. almost eight now. So and uh, she's... Uh, Got her master's in elementary ed, but uh, she's stay-at-home mom for the moment. Okay. But youngest daughter's doing about part-time work with me, making phone calls and doing some checkup stuff. My wife manages all my expenses, okay. so I can't spend a penny without her knowing about it. <laughs> and uh, I, you know, we do we do a lot of it in the family, but it's not really a family business. I'm the only optometrist there. So. Okay. Now, 
Um, at some point, uh, I'm assuming maybe a family member or somebody that you knew got involved in playing soccer or something because eventually you, you get involved with uh, University of Louisville. I'm not involved, but I mean, you become the sponsor of that stadium. So what was the process? Yeah, of, of you know, it goes back to the Tom Jarrett, Mark Jarrett's days. And okay. the, way back when, I, I've been doing sports vision with athletes for 26 years. Okay. And a lot of people don't know that. It's sort of, uh, of all things you can do with optometry, that is sort of my love. Right. And I, I love working okay. with athletes. Okay. So I, I did it as on a volunteer basis for a number of years with University of Louisville, then became the official eye care, eye care provider for the athletes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, all four kids went to University of Louisville. All four of their spouses went to University of Louisville. Right. They all graduated from there. So it became sort of a natural piece. And Tom said, hey, we're growing. This is the next building. What do you think? I said, you're crazy. Who cares about <laughs> soccer? And, um, you know, it's that one to nothing sport that nobody right, gets right, excited right. about. And we talked about it, and then they kept after us. And finally we said, you know, it's the right thing for the university. Okay. As the University of Louisville grows, as University of Kentucky grows, so grows the state. Right, right. And they're, they're truly economic engines. Mm -hmm. And it just was the right thing for us to do. And honestly, I wasn't a big soccer fan. Right. And you can thank Ken Lola a lot for okay. – uh, uh, getting me into soccer. Well, I remember my, not, not to interrupt you, but that's yeah. a common theme. Most of the people that come here that have, we've been, I mean, we've had Brad here, Brad Esses. We've had uh, just everybody that's come here that's had some association. The vast majority of them had nothing to do with soccer before that. They said the exact same things. Uh, he, he was fantastic. They, the grandkids were playing soccer and I'm going, oh, crap, now I got to go watch soccer. <laughs> but, you know, it, it, it turned out to be really good. And, now I catch myself, believe it or not, I have a little TV in my office. It's 90 inches, but, you know, it's a little one. <laughs> and it's right in front of my desk. I, I, I catch myself watching uh, the Premier League or La Liga. I was watching La Liga the other day. Mm -hmm. Nice. You know, it's a, uh, and all of a sudden, 45 minutes later, I've done nothing at my office, and so i got to figure out how to turn the TV off. But anyway, um, so I've turned into a, a bit of a, a soccer nut, and I would beat Ken up with questions. You know, why'd you pull out of the 4-4-3? Why aren't you tacking off the wings anymore? The guy can't seem to come down. And he just looks at me and goes, I'm glad you don't like this sport. But, you know, <laughs> it, but you know, once you learn it, it, it's truly, it's very exciting. There's a lot of things that happen nowhere near the ball. Right, and right, that right. is actually how the sport is played, and it's fun to watch. Well, it's, 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 the, the artistic end of it, you said you have a son that's a musician. Maybe there's more, you know, artistic part of this game is amazing, and that's the thing. It's the constant fluidity. That's right. I mean, me being a musician myself is that um, you appreciate – once you, understand, you start learning the game, you understand the formations, you understand what's trying to be attempted, but the fluidity and the artistry that's involved in the, in the calculations that are going out, out yep. there. Absolutely amazing. I'm going to back up and ask you a question about doing eye care for athletes, mm -hmm. generally younger people. Um, what are the differences? What are the challenges? There's got to be some special challenges. Well, here's the question. Um, most athletes at mm -hmm. the Division One college level or even at the professional level, uh, they all have very good eyesight. Mm -hmm. But how good is their, uh, are their eyes in working in space and time together? Okay. And that is the real question. And in fact, if you're 98%, if you're a, a, an athlete for Lou City or Indy 11 or pick, pick your team and you are compared to everyone else, you're in the 98.5, 99th percentile of athletes. Well, what if I can get you to, to 98.5? What if I can get you to 
98.8. How much better do you need to be to get that half a step on somebody or that half an inch of jump? Um, we had uh, a player at UofL, uh, I can't name names due to HIPAA, but it, his eyes when he looked up and to his right did not line up together. Huh. And every time he would come in from the wrong side of the field, he had to go up and to his right, he missed headers. Oh, well, he, wow. missed, he missed open goals like crazy. Well, he was hitting the ball exactly where he thought it was. Problem was it wasn't in the center of the ball. Um, and so once we trained his eyes a little bit and realized that it needs to come in from the other side, his next two goals were both headers. So little things that we can pick up on and we can can help with. I was working with uh, um, uh, Bellarmine basketball team. Okay. And um, one of the opposing guards, I noticed every time he set up to shoot, he'd always turn his head to the left. It means he's shooting off his right eye. And I told coach, hey, guard just hit six three-pointers on you in the first half. You got to get a left hand up. And I told him why. Kid didn't hit a single three pointer in the second half. Okay. So, okay. because he did not see as well, obviously. But right. little things I look for, you know, some people go to watch the game. I watch weird things. No, like no, it's not weird game. at all. I mean, that's, that's, wow. that's informed. And I guess I have another question for you. Um, you know, this is this age, we're so aware now over the last few years about CTE. We're aware about concussions. Mm -hmm. We're aware about how does, you know, you talk about athletes and eye care. Does, is there any correlation between the two? I mean, how do you? Oh, absolutely. There, there are huge studies going on. Um, Indiana University is doing a lot of the leading research into it, and I've been working with some of their researchers that I say working. I've been learning from some of the researchers <laughs> up there. Um, you know, what I've found in working with athletes is that I could get concussion athletes back on the field quicker if I use strobe lights as part of their therapy. Really? Now, I couldn't begin to explain to you why. We sort of backdoored into it and go, well, geez, they're recovering much faster than normal. Mm -hmm. And I call the guy doing the research up at IU, and he goes, well, this and this. He gave me – I still don't understand the explanation. But <laughs> okay. um, apparently th that has also something they have found, and they're triggering it. Oh. And there's a lot of work to be done in that area, and the eyes are super critical in the sure. concussion piece. They've yeah. got to come back. If they're not lined up, you're not going to compete. And, yeah. You know, tell me the sports you don't need your eyes in. Totally, yeah. I mean, constantly moving. You know, it's, I know it's an NFL or football turn head on a swivel, but we've had a couple guys lost to concussions. And I can relate to what you were talking about before when, you know, somebody looks up and, and they, they can't focus. You know, by the second half of, the, of, of any game, we're pretty much the same way. We can't look at any direction really focused too well. I understand. It's probably not the same when it's not, not the same it's not, it's not athletically driven. But <laughs> Matt, Matt, well, it depends. Matt knows nothing about that. It depends on uh, how heavy the cup is you're lifting. <laughs> okay, so uh, Louisville City game, first game that you've been to. Do you remember when that was? Oh, uh -huh, that's a great question. Um, three years ago, probably. Okay. Um, Trying to remember the very first game. You know, I, I went to it. Um, I think Brad Gordon drugged me to it. I'm pretty sure he did. So, we like Brad. I love Brad. We'll yeah, he, he drugged me to it. He, he and I played too well. He's a much better tennis player than I am. But we, okay. we played tennis together. We started talking about tennis one day. And he said, come on out and set me up with a couple of tickets. And I think we ran into each other at a, a UofL game probably. And just went out the next game and had a blast. And uh, I was hooked. Um, the, what really hooked me into it was the business aspect first. I signed up with uh, some sponsorships okay. uh, for the business, and that was really big. Um, you know, the, we, we have a, a clientele that seemed to be big soccer fans. So um, we, we give away tickets to every, uh, every game online. Right. 
Right. And it is by far our largest response is really? uh, of all that we do. You know, we do multiple things in different states, and it is the winner by far. And I'm, I mean, I'm assuming you've been to sporting events. Obviously, you have uh, before you got involved in the soccer thing. Compare the experience of being a supporter or a fan at a, I don't know, NFL game, baseball game, whatever you've been to, as opposed to coming to one of these soccer games. <laughs> um, you have to go to one of the big rivalry football games to match any soccer game. Right. I, I, uh, and it, it really, you know, I had the, the privilege of traveling with the men's, UofL men's soccer team over to Spain when they went. <laughs> and my wife and I both went. And we got to go see Atletico and right. got to go in Barcelona. We don't understand fans. I mean, we, we, we don't have anything anywhere remote in the United States like these guys live their team. You know, I'm asking them, you go into a stadium, huge stadium, there's got these big sections all cordoned off. I goes, why nobody's sitting there? What's well, for the visitors? And I goes, well, why aren't the visitors here? Everybody else is here. Oh, well, they have to park like 18 miles away and they're bust in under armed guards with the M16s. <laughs> you know, then they're brought in all at once. And I said, well, why is nobody set below them? Well, if they set below them, you get hit with beer bottles and stuff they throw down at you. And okay, that's yeah. probably taking this game a little serious. Well, about three years, I have family in Spain, and um, my 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 one cousin lives in, he lives southwest of, of uh, Madrid. He lives near a place called Lagañez, and they were promoted three years ago. Now, he's always been a, uh, <coughs> excuse me, uh, Real Madrid. He's always been a Real Madrid fan. Mm-hmm. But he lives in that neighborhood. And they, they got promoted. I messaged him, and, I, and we did one of these phone calls. He was crying. I mean, he was literally, and he had, he was, he was just so caught up in the emotion of the area having a team that got promoted all the way up to Division One, and they're slowly starting to inch up themselves. And you're absolutely correct. The supporters in soccer, it's just – it's a whole different animal. I, I just, I've yeah. never been able to explain it. I've been a fan of the game for 40 Picture years. a stadium with 46, 47,000 people. How many people there were there? All standing up, nobody sitting down, all with their scars, singing the same song at yep. the same time. I mean, it's – you, you just – Look around the stadium and all. Right. It's amazing. Right. It's simply amazing. Did you, did you have anything? I'm sorry. No, I, I'm 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 really happy that uh, <laughs> that you took the reins on coming in and and putting your name. Well, on I was afraid John was going to kick me again. So. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's it's really uh, as somebody that that grew up here and I, you know I've I've been involved in soccer since I was about four years old and I've 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 traveled and I've just done all this stuff. It's it's good that people are stepping up here. You know. Eight, nine, ten years ago, nobody was stepping up for soccer around here. It was we didn't we had nothing. Well, I tell you what got me. What the first game that really sunk into my brain was the U uh, of L against UCLA playoff game in the snow on that god awful field, um, the the old soccer field. Oh, okay. Right, 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 right. Okay, going. Okay. Look at all these people standing out. These people are stupid. <laughs> and, you know, and, but they were they were livid, and they were, and I know it was a heck of a game. I mean, it came down to it, and, um, and we're all standing there freezing our tails off with no place to go and no stadium to be at. But they didn't matter. The game was going on. The, the, you know, the best part about soccer is that anybody can play it. Right. Except me. My feet well, don't function that way anymore. But I guess I could be goalie if they made the goal small enough since, you know. <laughs> but anyway. Um, no, but it doesn't take a lot to be able 
to go out and have fun with. No, and it doesn't, take, it doesn't cost a lot. Yeah. Like, you know, you know, these other sports are pricing themselves that out. Cost NFL, a lot. If you, if you charge me on the stadium, it better cost a lot. Well, so that's that. what I want to ask you about. Is that you're the perfect lead-in. There's okay, so now you get, you know, the stadium's coming up or whatever. And yeah. You say to yourself, you know, you want to get involved in this. You mentioned Brad, okay, but yep. at some point you said we're doing this. Actually, my wife said. Your wife said you're doing this. Okay. <laughs> so, and then she says, and then um, there, the, there's got to be some sort of really crazy pride to know that you can do this and get involved. I mean, well, I, I, you know, good Lord has blessed my wife and I right. and, our, and our family, and we are firm believers that you got to give back. Absolutely. And honestly, that this was never about business. It was never about. Um, trying to figure out how to make a dollar back on it. Mm -hmm. This was about community and legacy. Uh, mm -hmm. I want my kids and my grandkids to understand that if you want to really be successful, then figure out how to be helpful. Mm -hmm. And, and it, it was something that was good. I really liked the, the people we were yeah. working with. I give John a lot of grief, but you know, John and Brad Estes, and I, I know a oh, number of the, excuse the, the me. guys. Yeah. Brad Estes. Brad Estes. Sorry. 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 That's right. Forgot. You need something to drink? <laughs> <laughs> then, uh, Matt's got a Coke for Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it takes. Yeah. So, you know, the guys are, are solid. We, we've had, you know, talking through all this, we, we had agreements, disagreements, goods and bads. And, you know, it, it's very easy when you can actually just have a conversation with somebody and, and trust what they give back to you. You know, I don't have to like what you say as long as I can trust what you're saying. Right. So though that's called negotiations, called just working out a deal. That's just life. Now, I, so. I, I don't, John, this is a great time to bring you in here. Would you mind coming over, sir? Um, John Neese, as you know, is the chairman of the team. And um, he has graciously agreed to come here, limp here, apparently. Limp here. <laughs> Before we talk about this relationship, um, uh, what happened to your foot? Well, if my eyes had been just a little sharper, I would have kicked them. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you get for not coming to see me first? <laughs> Chasing my grandkids, of course. Okay. I'm thinking I could keep up with them. Uh, there you go. I'm gonna, we're going to backtrack to some of that. I just, But I wanted to bring you in right now because we're, now we're talking about timeline right at the point where Dr. Lynn's getting involved. So when you hear about this, I mean, you have to be pretty excited about it, right? I mean... I was thrilled. Right, right. That we had another Louisville family right. wanting to do this mm -hmm. as opposed to just corporate America. Not that we don't love our corporate. No, we love it, absolutely. <laughs> right? But the thing is, is that there's there's been you know this is Louisville and this keep Louisville. Not, the keep Louisville weird thing is part of it, but it's more about soccer is organic, and when you have something local happening here, I mean you've seen it for the last few years yourself. I mean to see this grow the way it's been growing and to have to have this kind of boost, man, it's got to be pretty special. It's got to be. Well, seven, eight years ago, any of you guys thought about having a stadium in Butchertown? Nope. No. I have a stadium anywhere. Yeah. Seven or eight years ago, if I'd have brought something up like that to, to some of the people that I, I used to hang out with, um, <laughs> they would have said, you're crazy. Nobody's going to support soccer here. You're never going to have a stadium. You're never going to have professional soccer. People said that to me. And I was like, well, I, we'll see. So, so and, and, and the, the partnerships that have been – that you've been developing – um, if you can mention some of the folks that are working really hard to do that too, so they, you know, get they get some, you know, some credits and something like, because I know it's got to be a massive effort to do, you know, to build like we talked about with Brad building the relationship with Dr. Lynn, and then there's still other ones too, I'm sure. So. Oh sure, well Brad Estes right has been working, you know, been doing a great job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are Brad. Yeah. Uh, 
He worked for you before, didn't he? Yeah, he worked for me before. Well, he had a job there before. But okay. <laughs> I'm not really sure if he did anything. Uh, Brad Gordon's already been mentioned. Pat Denbo, who really is leading all of that. David Walkovic, who runs Ticket Sales. Yeah, good dude. He's a real good dude. Uh, kind of an unsung person, Davina. You know, oh, I've said I've said on the show before the hardest job I've seen anybody engage in is trying to keep those kids herded before they come out on the field because uh, I've been understood when I'm trying to do the national anthem. I mean that is just the craziest and she's just like okay here we go this is what we're doing and they're like okay oh I don't know, but she's amazing she's amazing she got there right about the same time I did so mm-hmm. um, we've had some good laughs at where it started and where it is today mm-hmm. yeah. okay so um, looking forward. Um, what would you see? As, I know you've been involved in the community. Um, I guess the last question would be, I, sky's the limit is going to be the right answer. But, I mean, I, I would like to thinking a little bit more, you know, do, are you thinking a, a little bit more about youth soccer? Are you thinking a little bit more about foostall? Are you thinking about, you know, what else could you see strategically happening to grow the game in Louisville, but also to help the partnerships as well? John, do you mean? You go ahead. All right, well, from my perspective, which – I'm not the guy writing the checks. So right, it's no, no, no. A lot I'm, easier for I'm me. Think, I think it's just a person in the community. I, I think the, the the ideas that I've heard them discuss and I have been talked with about uh, the academy first and foremost, uh, the development of of more fields in the area and coming up with uh, practice playing fields, something that that makes sense for people to right. use. Um, I'm going to say it again. Get your cups ready. Brad Estes and I had a conversation. So, let's, let's have you back every two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that gentleman and I just had a conversation uh, yesterday and today. And, um, uh, you know, I'm chairman of the uh, Kentucky State Fair Board, and we have right. some property. And I put him in touch with uh, the people he needs to talk to about looking into possible fields and things that can be done. Right, okay. And then uh, I've been working with um, uh, like a group from the Kentucky Fire. They were looking to to grow, and right. and maybe there is a, a allegiance there that could be formed uh, somehow in getting that to mesh together. I don't know. It's a, These guys will have to figure it out, but right. if you're going to build anything sports-related, you got to build for the future. Right, right. And I think getting more kids involved and giving more kids access is always the greatest piece you can do, but at the same time, you have to figure out how to incorporate the existing. And that is what Lucidity has really done the best. Right. Uh, they, they've brought the old with the new and figured out how to make it something easy without forcing it down your throat right. because right. nobody likes that. They, they've done a really good job of positioning it, laying it in place, mm-hmm. putting it together. And honestly, you're probably going to look back at this and figure that having to play at, uh, <coughs> at you know, the Slugger Field right. may have been the best thing ever for both right. for both groups. Absolutely. And the reason I was asking, of course, I'm not the one playing on a pitcher's mound. Well, the reason I wanted to ask is because it's not just it's the people involved in the team having a big vision, right? Mm-hmm. But it's also you know leaders in the community, both from a business perspective and a community perspective. They know the community. You know the community. Yes. I mean, you have been a part of this. So I guess I would ask John. I would ask you when when business leaders come up to you. I'm, I'm obviously you're going to be receptive. But how many times have you been enlightened by ideas that others have brought to you that weren't part of this? And you're like, yeah, that's a good idea. I mean, is that something that we want to pursue? Well, probably every week. Right. We're right, out right. talking with folks about what we can do and how to do it and right. the best way to approach it, or mm-hmm. maybe a different way to approach the same problem. Okay. And you mentioned it really when you talked about the stadium. And, you know, I do hope people get it. Uh, but there was a, a strong contingent of folks on the board and other owners 
who said, we don't just want a stadium. We want the best soccer stadium. Right. It is beautiful. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. I'm we telling want, you. We want something that when people come there and they experience it, they remember coming. And they get it because, you know, the intent to make that stadium look like a bourbon barrel. Yeah. Being formed wasn't accidental. Mm-hmm. Uh, it cost a bit more money than just a stadium. <laughs> hear that. Uh, but, you know, let's keep Louisville cool. Right, right. right. So we can be weird and still be cool. Oh, absolutely. I think that's exactly what we were after with that. And as you look, you know, as Dr. Lynn said, as you look in the community, every kid can play soccer. Right. They can't all play at the elite level, but they can all play soccer. And, you know, it's just teaching them to appreciate and love the game. Mm-hmm enjoy what we're trying to do out there. And I think one of the things that was really cool to me early on is James O'Connor and others were trying to teach the game to me, and we did some traveling overseas and other places, mm-hmm. is everyone said, you know, to use Bugsy O'Malley, I guess, <laughs> you know, oh, iron shopping's iron. <laughs> sure and does. I would say, uh, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> trying to tell me and they said well if you want to develop professional soccer players your best players have to play each other yes, all do. the way up yep. just like they do in other sports right. and I think that's the thing that if we can get that understood in America at large not just Louisville mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> our kids are are certainly talented and very capable oh, absolutely. of playing in the Premier League not just the onesie twosie but right. a lot of them and I believe that's there's a the ton future. of talent. There's a ton of talent. Southern Indiana and this part of Kentucky, there is a ton of talent. We've seen it. You know, with a couple of kids that, that have been coming up, like Ballard and Hubbard and guys like that. Um, Dr. Lena, I'm going to ask you if you'd like to uh, – we ask everybody that um, that comes on before they, uh, before they go ahead, give you an open mic and let you talk about anything that you want to talk about as far as the soccer thing and, and, and or whatever you'd like to. It's up to you. No, I mean, I, I appreciate that, but – Really, just keep doing what you're doing, guys. Uh, the, the more people like you are out there spreading the good word, the more it's going to grow. Uh, soccer fans are they're actually a very unique bunch. And, uh, and I, I've learned to... Second, second and third, man. Yeah, I, I've learned to not just appreciate them, but you can learn a lot from them. Because over the years that I've actually been watching soccer and been involved in it, which is not near like you guys, but they're really true to their sport. Um, I've met a lot. I've worked with lots and lots of athletes. And while they like their sport, they tend to also go do other things. And soccer players may be doing other things, but their first love deep down in their gut is always soccer. And they understand, most of them, even today, understand the foundation they have been building as they see the sport grow on on an even bigger basis than they dreamed. And I think they all take a little pride in it. And you guys should too. The more you do, the more you build, the more viewers and watchers you get, the better off this is going to be for everybody. Right. Absolutely. And so it's a good thing. And I applaud John and the guys that, that are really putting it out there and taking the risk and, uh, and, and going for it because I, I believe in it. I believe in it's good for, for us. I believe it's good for the city, but most of all, it's just a good, fun thing to go do. It's a good family thing to be around. And it gives us, I mean, people, I had this, we talked about this a couple of shows ago. So a friend of mine back east who I love, and he's asking me, what do you get out of this? Assuming that it was just about, it was just about, you know, spending money at an entertainment event. He said, you have no idea the amount of friends that I've made here that I've never had. And later on in the show, we'll have the folks from, uh, from, from the uh, charity that we're going to be doing. Um, never would have had the opportunity to raise money for them and have our folks get involved. 
to do that as well. And and that's what this is providing. Uh, did you have anything else for Dr. Lynn at all? Or? No, I don't think, I, I just, I, I, I appreciate what you're doing for the sport here in Louisville. Absolutely. I really do. So from the bottom of my heart, it's it's important to to me and, and I'm sure that the, the other guys in this room, like it's, yeah. it's a big deal it to is. us. And if, you, if you'd like to play drums, you're more than welcome anytime to come down. And beat on some drums. You know, I may surprise may come down there one day. Bring it on down. That'd be yeah. awesome. I mean, the mayor comes down. Just don't. You know, I've, I've seen the mayor hit the drum. You need to give him a lesson. Well, that's what we're going to work on. <laughs> he's, he's getting better. He's, he's getting better. He is getting better. That. So, Dr. Lynn, thank you thank so you guys. much. Thank you, Appreciate Ladies it. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Mark Lynn, uh, really appreciate thank his coming down and uh, discussing some things with us. And appreciate it. Thank All you. right. I'm going to scoot out of here. All right. So, we're going to have uh, Mr. Meese, Chairman Meese. I can't call you that. That's a little weird for me. So John. John will be fine. Oh, thank you. <laughs> because Chairman Nice is a little weird. But um, thank you. Um, I guess now we can backtrack a little bit. Um, first of all, thank you for coming on again. Really appreciate it. Um, and the same question. We kind of go through the same thing since we're meeting everybody new. Um, before you got involved with the company, I mean, uh, whatever you did, where are you from, you know, family, such uh, that kind of thing. From Newport, Kentucky. Okay. You know, beautiful downtown Newport. <laughs> uh, my lovely wife Penny is from Hi, Penny. Williamsburg, Ohio, 30 miles east or so of Cincinnati. Uh, one of my favorite chuckles is that I never thought I would root for anyone but Cincinnati. Uh, oh. but <laughs> Amazing soccer, how that works out. Huh? One soccer got here, uh, that changed quickly. Uh, we have three grown children, uh, two boys, 26 and 36. John Ryan works with the team. Right. Max is in LA. And he just went. John just went. Left for Rome, Rome. today. Okay. Yeah. So dropped him at the airports after Golly. He and his wife Brooke. Uh, Max is in LA. He's in the movie business, oh. trying to be the next Steven Spielberg or something. Okay. I hope or okay. a writer. Uh, and then we have a daughter, Katie, here in town. Her and her husband Shane have our two grandchildren, which explains the boot. Uh, chasing <laughs> Bennett and Laney around, full-time <laughs> job. And then Shane runs uh, Fall City Beer. Okay, right. Family here. Okay, and um, I got to ask you, uh, university? Where did you went to school? That kind of thing. Well, I hear the UK and U of L stuff, but I'm a northern guy, you so go. you know, NKU was uh, undergrad, mm -hmm. and then uh, over to Xavier to graduate school. Okay, okay, and uh, eventually you start. I'm, I, I'm just you started Fall City, did you not, or is that uh, no? no? Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm not from. Started. I'm not from here. I'm That's in, right. So, I apologize for that. And at some point, you want to get involved in that business, I guess. And uh, uh, we own we owned Old Five Hundred Two Winery. Okay, right. And okay. Uh, beer and wine seemed like a natural companion. Of course, who knew the bourbon explosion was going to come? Golly. Uh, but so we're in the process of building out a facility on Liberty and Campbell Street, okay. which will house both companies. Oh wow! I just drove past that today, and I was like, oh, I wonder what they're doing right there. Okay. So <laughs> stop cool. in. Yeah. Have a cold one. Any yeah, any time. Five. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so at some point you decide to invest in this new project. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so both our sons and our daughter played uh, some soccer in high school, okay. although Katie was more of a volleyball player. Mm -hmm. uh, the boys both had the benefit of playing on good teams at Floyd Central and Providence. Okay. Um, and uh, we sold our business eight years ago, went down the Bahamas and spent some time about the time we were ready to sort of get back into the business community in Louisville, okay. I got a call from Wayne and he was looking for right. investors. So, uh, you know, God rest his soul. Uh, I agreed to invest with him. Yeah. It's, that's, um, something that we don't want to think about. So exactly. 
it's a very hard thing to think about. And then um, fast forward, I guess, to um, at some point the stadium. I don't want to talk about the stadium. That's not, at some point, there's a stadium. There's a stadium. <laughs> almost. <laughs> there's got to be some moment where you sit there and go, "Wow, this is happening." Is it? Do you? I mean, I know it may be a gradual thing. It might be, but is there a moment when all of this is going on and you're, you know, we're playing games and the team's growing and so on and so forth that you're just like, "What is going on here?" When I got asked to get involved and step in as chairman, mm-hmm. um, was probably the first moment when. Boy, that like, makes it real. <laughs> yeah, well, I thought we were just doing this for fun. Right, right. <laughs> uh, but a, a lot of kudos to the other board members and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Mike and Tim and John and. Tim Malloy. Yeah, Tim Malloy and the other guys who really stepped up and helped. But I think the moment for me was we'd all spend more money than we thought we were going to spend, right, right. certainly from the beginning. Uh, but we sat down with the owners as a group and we laid the plan out and we said, this is what we need to do and these are the checks we need. Mm-hmm. And people started to get their checkbooks out. Right. That was probably the wow moment. Like, you know, yeah. we're how, really going to do this. How many times have you stood quietly and just stared at it? Well, I've never really stood quietly because usually I'm zooming. I think I may be one of the few people who gets yelled at, though, for just popping in and without a hard hat on just because I want to see the progress. So probably at least once a week I do that, go down there and just pull in the uh, Cable Street end and just kind of look around. Mm -hmm. It's it's pretty cool. I keep hearing how good the partners that you've had in the the building of this uh, stadium can you tell us a little bit about that? Because it sounds like they have done a remarkable job and that the relationships have been fantastic. I mean, that's anything we hear above and sort of below ground, too, because we have informants. No, we don't. Yeah. We're just making that up. The, yeah. <laughs> I want to sound like we're in well, the we are we're not. We're not. Right now. We're just here. trained Could you – yeah, and actually, just if you want to throw a little something out towards the, the, the folks that have been working on that and what they're all about, because like I said, it's been it, – it's been anything we hear is just amazingly positive. Well, I think Messer and Harmon and all the subcontractors have really gone above and beyond thus far, but you're not finished yet. Right, 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 right. Uh, I don't think it hurts a little bit, though, that, you know, Messer is a is an ESOP, so it's an employee-owned company. Uh, I've got several family members who work there, a couple of uncles who've retired from there. Okay. And while they're not obviously at the top of the company, uh, they're guys we could call, put a little heat on if we needed to. Right, right. But fortunately, we've never had to do Good. that. Yeah, they're great people. And um, I guess we, we, we're at the phase where it looks like the grass is about to go in. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard a little bit about how they were growing the grass in southern Indiana. Yep. Can you tell us? I mean, I, I, I mean I'm just sort of glossed. When somebody said that to me, okay, they're growing grass. Can you I, I saw me? the drainage going in, and I was like. I mean, it's, <laughs> can you tell us a little bit about that process? Because to me, that's kind of, you're going to have to cart in, like, truckloads of grass. Mm-hmm. And, and what's the what is that all about? I mean, I, I never I, I never thought about that until recently. It's like that Bermuda man. Yeah, it's not Bermuda, you know. And so when we were looking around, we uh, one of the stadiums that we really liked was Kansas City, what they were doing there, and uh, you know they have a big sub air system that actually heats the ground, right. so that the grass will we trick the grass, if you will, so it'll grow through the winter. You know, the soccer season starts early, right. April, you know, March really for some mm-hmm. games. So, you know, you want to have a good turf and, a, and be ready to play. And, right. you know, at Loose City, we want to be ready to play. Yeah, so right. it was a little more expense, but something that we think is really worth it and a part of the total experience of what we want. Again, we want it to be the most impressive 
stadium in the country or in the world now, someday. I, I know you all took a lot of inspiration off of Iowa State uh, Stadium out in uh, San Jose. Mm -hmm. um, people have said, I, I've seen comments online that it is a better version of Avaya and they're jealous. <laughs> so, just, just to throw that out there. No comment. <laughs> so uh, there was something you talked about, the bourbon barrel, you're talking about all of that. One of my complaints about American soccer for years has been it's the new teams that are coming up are so cookie cutter and they're so just, they're so bland. There's been a couple Vegas. Now you've got um, Madison. Um, this stadium helps us continue to move towards that path where this stadium is uniquely Louisville. So from a physical standpoint, you've got a stadium that does that um, without getting into detail. I'm assuming that that's putting Louisville's signature from a, from a um, personality standpoint is a, is a pretty important thing for you. It's not, uh, well, to me, the number one thing is if you're going to do, you know, we, we've said in various press conferences and things, the uh, Ben Franklin line, which I truly have tried to live my life by, at least partially, and that's, you know, whatever your life, whatever your lot in life, build something on it. Okay. So, w at least for the Nice family, we're not really interested in just being one of the owners of a soccer team. Right. We're interested in being one of the owners of a winning soccer team. Absolutely. And, you know, whether everybody else does it or not, we're playing for the stars. Yeah. And uh, we like the two. We're looking forward to a third one. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a, as Dr. Lynn said, it's fascinating to watch these athletes and see how committed they are, not just to the team, but to the community and to all the other things we ask them to do mm -hmm. uh, on behalf of us and themselves. Mm -hmm. And I got to tell you, like standing in Orlando, uh, you know, in, at the All-Star game right. and get a, getting a picture taken with three of our former players who are now in the MLS yeah. and our former coaching staff. It was pretty cool. That is pretty cool. And I guess I'm going to ask you, uh, how are they all doing? I'm assuming you got a chance to say hello. Oh, uh, they're all doing well. You know, Mark, uh, Mark obviously, is Having a star. A Having a hell of a year. You know, probably going to keep right on moving up, if I had to guess. And I think once uh, Kyle and, uh, you know, Greg get their opportunity, they'll be there to stay. That's, cool. uh, that's why when I talk to them, that's what I tell them all the time. Anyway. Right, right, right. And, and do the, is there uh, any mention about um, about the, their legacy here or what they miss from being here? Or and I'm, I'm assuming, of course, that they're thankful that they had the opportunity here. Uh, something that ties it back to Louisville. Um, I think they all say the same thing, that they felt more of a family <clears throat> feel in Louisville than they felt other places. And, you know, that's what we want them to do. I've said it and the USL uh, podcast. I wish they could all be back here for the first game next year. Yeah. We know some of them will be playing somewhere else. It's entirely possible even that one of them could be playing against us. Mm -hmm. I hope he plays the game of his life and loses. Right, 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 right. <laughs> that's what we're looking, you know, that's what we're hoping for. And it's just, they're just great people. Well, I am angling to sing the national anthem at the first league game. So well, you're, you're pretty good. So, <laughs> okay. you know, I'm just letting you know that right now. I'm sorry. I don't ask for much. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, just keep the bourbon coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he knows how Louisville works. No. Um, well, I'm from Jersey. We know how to do what the end. No. Um, I got to ask you a little bit. I want, I'm, we have yet to talk about him a ton in this show because we really want it to be about supporters and our community. Plus, you know, speaking to everybody from your side of it, tell us about John Hackworth, man. I mean, Coach Hackworth, me, has been he, – he walked into a brutally difficult situation, and people can say this or that or whatever. I think he has been amazing, both on the field, winning a championship with a team that he – you know, he had just sort of – this team had a character, right, and he had to sort of – 
kind of mix his thing in there. And then this year with some change, I think he's been amazing. I mean, tell me what you think. I mean, you know, I, think, what, I think John's done a great job for us. I, I know when we were interviewing, you know, we had interviewed a couple of coaches two or three times. And uh, John and I were on about our third or fourth interview because I was, you know, we were feeling like he was going to be the guy. And uh, two funny stories in one. Okay. I said, John, I just want to ask you one thing. Do you know what the job is about mostly? And he said, yes, John, winning. That's one of the reasons <laughs> I, I want to come there. And then we had a, a breakfast interview with a couple of other people just to kind of make sure everybody saw what I saw and felt the same way. And we were walking in and he leans over to me and he says, so now is the job mine there or, am I, or am I <laughs> nice. interviewing? Him? Nice, nice. Good for him. And I said, John, what's the most important thing? <laughs> <laughs> but he does not get enough credit. And I don't, I don't like to carry anybody's word because they carry their own. They don't need us to do that. But the thing is, he came into a situation where he was coaching a national team with that sort of dynamic, right? And and you're talking about younger players who are all, you know, they all have a certain aspiration that has nothing to do with club teams or, or local teams. And then he goes from that situation where they're playing on big pitches and they're doing all that to a local team that's still working. I mean, we're still working to establish ourselves in the community. There's never going to not be a, a U.S. I think he was coaching. Was it not the U23? He was coaching the 21. I think it was U17. U17s. Yeah. And um, so there's never not going to be a U17 team, you know. But there's, you know, you talk about club situations where teams are up and down, and, and sometimes financially they struggle. It's this people just don't appreciate how much of a change this was for him. And then on top of that, making this team or helping this team get to the championship in his role, and then this year with the, you know coming back and turning things around, he just doesn't get the credit he deserves. I'm sorry. No, I agree with that. I think John said something last year when he first came in to me. You know, he probably didn't say it to a lot of other folks, but he said, you know, the talent and the chemistry on this team is incredible. I've never really seen that. You know, my job here is just to try to help and to stay out of the way right. of some of that mm -hmm. as opposed to coming in and you're going to do it my way, right. which I think speaks to a lot to John's character mm -hmm. and his ability to recognize that. And, you know, the players weren't doing too badly without a coach. I do want to give yeah, them the kudos absolutely, on that one. Absolutely. Yeah. And they didn't sign up for that either. You right, know? And, right. But I think you, you, you kind of stepped over something that I really appreciate about you based on what I've learned is that you are hands-off because you know the need to be hands-off. That's not always the case. I mean, you're going to run into teams, co-owners and chairmen and whatever at, at any level who feel it's their it's their absolute responsibility to be have their thumb on everything that's going on on the field all the time. That makes absolutely no sense. And um, I, I'm, I'm wondering the character that you've built to do that. I'm assuming that came from your business, family, growing up. Where the, you, you, you know how to compartmentalize that and not do these certain things. So I think it probably comes from uh, growing up with a single mother and okay. three kids. Right. Everybody had responsibility and chores and you had to do your own. Sometimes you had to do some others. Right, right, right. To keep right. somebody out of trouble, but <laughs> they, they would tend to appreciate it. And it's, uh, you know, that's just the way we should all live life. Right. Uh, if I can do my shameless plug here. Sure, go ahead. Do it. Uh, I can't tell you the number of people that have come up to me and said, oh, my God, your stadium looks fantastic. What a new gateway to the city. I love what you're doing. My first question back is always, what are you doing? How many games have you been to? Right. And surprisingly, a lot of people say none. Yeah. You know, and then they then the very next breath, they want to talk about MLS or something else. Well, it takes a city. 
They've got to support it. They've got to come. They don't have to come to every game, but they got to come. They got to get out there. They got to let us know they care because we care a great deal about Louisville and about we're trying, what we're trying to do, but we need their support. We need their help. Sure. And, you know, I'll get off my soapbox. No, no, no. Enjoy it. Stand on that soapbox because they, they, this community, what I've learned about, uh, you know, having lived here now on and off for almost 20 years, and I love it out here. I'll never, never want to live anyplace else. But it takes a little bit of a nudge. You know, it takes a little bit of a nudge to get things going. But once they get going, they're in. And, and I also talk a little bit about this. You know, I've been around the country at a lot of soccer, a lot of sporting events, and then having judged and done a lot of stuff like that. This city's weird when it comes to people being at the stadium at the beginning of a game. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. And I attribute it to – it's probably stupid. I mean, it's just me trying to rationalize it. But, you know, you go to, you go to, the, you go to the track, which is Louisville is Derby. It's the sporting culture of this town. It's so unique. It's the only other thing I can think of is like, you know, New Orleans and Mardi Gras, where it's it's so intertwined. Um, but they don't have to be there at the first race. You know, and, and I'm wondering, I, I mean, does that, is that stupid? Does that make any sense at all? I mean, am I missing something when I say that? Or what do you think? I guess the question would be the culture of the city of Louisville integrating that into turning this into what you want it to be. What do you think has to happen? Kind of open that last fall city five minutes earlier, so you can <laughs> to be in your seat for kickoff. There you go. So set the clocks five minutes ahead. Set, <laughs> your, set your clock five minutes ahead. Yeah. Okay. Um, another question I want to ask about that, and and Brad uh, spoke about this a little bit. And Tim, when Tim was on here, he said uh, we talk a little bit about uh, other uh, aspects of the community that have nothing to do with Louisville City wanting to be engaged in having events at the stadium. Um, don't have to get specific. But um, that's got to be uh, that's got to be something that really exciting to see that kind of thing start to happen. I think what's exciting is the the whole of it, right. and by that I mean, you know, for years, all right, living here, you know, where are you going to build the bridge, right? Well, the interstate stops right here on both sides. It really wasn't that hard to figure <laughs> out, but we took a long time to figure it out. Mm. And I think we need to think more regionally, uh, so that we're bringing the fan experience from both sides of the river and all getting engaged, involved. And I think probably the biggest thing is what we talked about early, but we need 24 to 40 to 60 other fields around here where all the youth can play. And we bring youth from other communities in here. You know, uh, when, when our children were growing up and you get in the car and you drive to Indy or Cincy or Florida to go to a tournament, right? Let's make soccer the, the destination where they come here for the tournaments. And then they get to play in that great stadium if their team's good enough, you know, to make the championship game. And then showcase it any way we can via concerts or a, a rugby match or a lacrosse match or whatever, but not losing sight of the fact that that stadium is about soccer. Mm-hmm. It's about Louisville City. You just, and mentioned, city of Louisville. you just mentioned rugby. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, with what's going on with the NFL, that sport is going to explode in 10 years. I'm, I, it's going to. I mean, it's, you already got our national team is, is actually really good. I'd play rugby right now. If you I know? didn't think it would break me. I'm telling you, yeah. <laughs> if I watch a game, I start. I, I get sprain muscles watching them play. <laughs> the, I, the, uh, to, to see them, to see the, the, the greater point being, to see the engagement, understanding that other things have to happen at that stadium. They don't have to. But other things happening at that stadium to make it part of a cultural, part of the cultural um, webbing or whatever you want to word uh, as for, uh, as part of the community. Um, maybe we could have Nickelback. And maybe we could have Nickelback. Nickelback. Yeah. <laughs> maybe we could, or maybe not. Um, 
So um, I, I really don't have much else to ask. It, it, I mean, I just, as, as a supporter of this team, I really want to thank you. And I mean that sincerely. Um, this has been, this has been a unique and amazing experience being a supporter of this team because the fact that it started literally from nothing to what it's turned into the last five years and you're at the helm and I know you have, and you don't, you, you don't strike me as a proud individual. You don't strike me as one of those folks, but you know, accept the praise because you've done your, you've done your thing and you've done it well. And I, and I know that we all appreciate that. And I want to thank you personally for that, that you came, I mean, you came here, you don't have to do this. I mean, this is, I mean, this is something that, you know, I mean, we don't have to do this, but we do it anyway because we love it. And I'm sure there's there's an emotional attachment to this I see happening, you know, and, and I'm assuming that's part of it. I guess one last question, five, ten years from now, um, you know, the, the NWSL thing. Okay, people, okay. there's a lot of conversation. I'd be remiss not to ask you about that. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to – something that would be good if we can make something like that happen. I mean, as if you were a supporter of the team, forget about – I'm trying not to make right. this uncomfortable. I don't apologize. No, you're not making me uncomfortable. Okay. Um, you know – Good idea, I think. Yes. I mean, I mean, I think women are great soccer players too. Yeah. And if you love soccer, you know, you should love watching post-sexes play the game. Right. Right. So mm-hmm. I think the NWSL is a, something that hopefully we, if we get the opportunity as a city, we can embrace it right. and build on that. And, you know, just look at uh, what, what Portland's done yep. uh, with women's Portland. soccer and, you know, look at what our national team's done in the last two World Cups. Why, why wouldn't we support it? Right. Uh, if, if we take it back, you know, Joe, to your Kentucky Derby, yeah. uh, we've got an Oaks and a Derby. Yes, sir. You know, so Bingo. why can't Nailed we do it. both? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, unless you got anything, does anybody have anything else? Yeah. Mr. Neese, thank you so much. Thank, thank really, you. really, really appreciate you having yeah. coming on, and hopefully we'll get you on again. Absolutely. Uh, sometime once that stadium, once we have grass, once we have grass. All this stuff and, mm-hmm. and uh, all that good stuff. Hopefully so. no donkeys. No donkeys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I'd like to say before we step out of here, mm-hmm. I know a bit about Harbor House, uh, what they do. Okay. And, uh, you know, I've, I've been on the board and worked some with New Hope Services in Indiana, so they share some similar things. Okay. So I know you're going to talk about fun, uh, some fundraising and many. And my wife and I, I think, tonight would like to recognize the two stars and maybe donate $1,000 a piece to that okay. effort. And uh, We really appreciate that. Thank you for having us. That's okay. awesome. Yeah, thank man, you, Mr. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really appreciate that. Thank you, sir. Thank you. And that's uh, that's uh, John Neese. Thank you, sir. Thanks, John. Really appreciate it. Yeah, I got you. Um, like I said, this this whole thing has had it's had a family feel to it uh, from day one. Yeah. You know? How many times in those two segments does the word family get said? Right, right, right. I mean, Matt. I mean, you've been you've been you've lived here. Your whole, I know you both have. Yep. Um, to have somebody say Can't something like that is just it's pretty cool. Yes. Absolutely. Um, okay. Before we do our uh, Reveal. You had something you wanted to discuss. I did. Um, <laughs> go ahead, sir. I'm, I'm going to put on my nerdy hat as if I ever take it off. Um, okay, go ahead, man. Have you heard of something? Are you familiar with something called the Mandela Effect? The only f- Mandela I know is Nelson. So. It actually has to do with Nelson Mandela. That's why they named it the Mandela Effect. Mm-hmm. Golly. Um, as we know. Holy crap, was, I can't believe we put that together <laughs> like that. Yeah. As we know, he was in prison for a long time. He got out. He became the president, prime minister, whatever, of yes. South Africa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There are, apparently are some people who, and quite a few, who remember incorrectly that he died in, in prison, but he didn't. No, he did not. That's right. Uh, similarly, we had another ex- example of that book. Berenstain Bears. Yes. the Berenst- Is it the Berenstain Bears or the Berenstain Bears? I don't, I don't know. 
Well, apparently, if you ask most people, they will say it's the Berenstein bear. It okay. Key, but it's the Berenstein bear. Stain. A I. What did you think that? What did you think it was? Berenstein. Yeah. Okay. It's not. It's um, not. Yeah. Okay. Another example is uh, the uh, movie. This movie did not exist, but if you ask people, they will swear up and down they saw it. The movie Shazam, yeah. starring Sinbad. Mm-hmm. I thought there was a movie named. Sh- there wasn't. No. So what happened? What, what are we talking? See now. It's well, just people. Now I need a beer. Either people conflated <laughs> things, or they kind of remember something, and their friend kind of okay. remembers something. It's just it's a false memory that somehow gets uh, implanted. It turns out we have our own example of this phenomenon. Yes, we do. I see where you're going with this. There are people who believe that the first meeting between Indianapolis and Louisville was in 2015. No, 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 no. Things. Of course. I mean, we've just how many historic, how many historic players, matches, coaches that we just discussed just in this one episode. Yes, and you know what's kind of cool? It's not just. I think they've got like a little bit of a Star Trek thing going on. There's multiple timelines mm-hmm. because you know if you ask if you ask the folks that are at the PR office in in uh, at Louisville City, they don't know about Bugsy the Bugsy O'Malley timeline, if you will. That's my stuff. O'Malley mm-hmm. timeline. It's um, it's quantum history. It is quantum history. It's it's you you sort of you sort of experience it in your own way and your own time. Mm-hmm. And it has been I, I don't know about you guys, but I have a gas with this stuff. Oh, it's great. It's freaking hilarious. Mm-hmm. Watching some of the folks, and it's not just that. It's it's the folks that don't normally post stuff mm-hmm. that are getting involved in it yeah. and posting mm-hmm. some pretty funny stuff. Oh, it's great. And I love this rivalry. So the man, it's called Mandela effect. Mandela effect. Remembering something falsely that just. Didn't happen that way. So the so 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 Epicac. Epicac. <laughs> the FC. As is part Some of it. Some people think it started in in 2015. It's shocking. I don't get it. But okay, well I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna ponder that. I'm gonna make yeah. sure that in, in my life I do not allow myself to engage in the or maybe I should allow myself. I mean, does mescaline do that? Not that I do mescaline. No. <laughs> Whoa. I've never heard of mescaline. I don't even know what that is. I made that up. I've never touched this stuff, really. Never. Never ever in my life have I done anything naughty like that. Never. I apologize. Oh, anyway, thanks. I guess it's time to move on here. Thanks, Joe. Okay, John Neese was kind enough to mention uh, an organization called Harbor House. Uh, and we have two individuals here the one that are representatives of that company. Or company. It's not a company. It's an organization. Um, and we are going to be helping them. We're going to be partnering with a long-term fundraiser effort with with them, uh, and I think it's going to be fantastic. I think it's going to be the kind of thing that we can all really rally around. We have been talking around. I mean, Angel Share has done a tremendous job in, in rekindling sort of the interest on a month-by-month basis on yeah. different, uh, different organizations, different fundraisers. Um, but I thought it would be nice to have another layer to that that's long-term. So there's multiple things going on. Build on the foundation of it. So uh, Michelle was kind enough to introduce me to the two folks that are coming up right now. We had a meeting last week, and we decided to go ahead and run with this. So if you all want to come on up here. Um, and <laughs> if somebody, you know what? Episode I, seven, mark it down. It finally I, happened. <laughs> I, <laughs> I can go ahead and grab um, I can't grab it here. Um, I, I, I need to do that thing. So. Oh, okay. No, he's okay. Okay. So um, let's make sure that we got both of you on here. You got one microphone. So why don't you go ahead and introduce yourselves? I'm Robin. Robin, what's your last name? 
Pittman. Robin Pittman and hello, Sarah McEntee. Sarah McEntee, Robin Pittman and Sarah McEntee, and uh, they are representatives of Harbor House. And we are going to be partnering with them uh, for the next eight months, getting a group of people together who want to do the Kentucky Derby Mini Marathon. Yes. And uh, we are really looking forward to doing this. So uh, just, I guess, maybe a little bit about yourselves uh, individually, uh, what, how you got involved, where you went to school, stuff like that. Um, I went to the University of Kentucky mm -hmm. and graduated, God, I've lost track of years, but then I went to UML uh, for grad school and mm -hmm. um, ended up here and met my husband here and okay. we've been married five years awesome. and I have a daughter that is two years old. Oh, that's great. Okay, Robin? Um, I'm from Hopkinsville, Kentucky, so uh, and I went to school at Western Kentucky, so stayed in that area. Mm -hmm. um, was just looking for some more opportunities, so I came to Louisville and I got involved with Harbor House okay. uh, because my brother actually used to volunteer there, so okay. it kind of came full circle for me. Uh, not married, no kids, but have two uh, beautiful fur baby cats. There you uh, go. I love cats. So, I love cats. Yeah. I am a cat person. Yeah. I like to bring them up any chance I get. <laughs> What's the names? Uh, Tundy, short for Thunder Kitty, mm -hmm. and Turtle. I had two sets of cats when I lived in Kentucky. Uh, the first set was Fido and Rover. Uh, the second set was Snoopy and uh, Dino. Because I, I, I don't know, I just like confusing my cats. Yeah. So, okay. So anyway, uh, I would, if you could, tell us a little bit about. Well, it's it's very general, but tell us about Harbor House. Tell us about. It. Sure. So um, Harbor House is a nonprofit day program and training center for adults with disabilities. So a lot of the times when uh, these types of people age out of the school system, they lose a lot of their resources. So some of them will just end up sitting on the couch all day and they don't have anything to do. So that's where we come in at Harbor House. Um, we're a place for them to go during the week where maybe their caretakers are working and um, our participants get a chance to have employment, uh, interact with the community, learn life skills classes, and just make friends and uh, relationships and have something to do during the day and feel fulfilled. And that's, and that's such an important thing to do. I, I can't, I mean, I can't imagine when thankfully we're all blessed to be able to do what we can do it on a daily basis. And when you get a little older, and I'm, I'll admit it, I'm going to turn 54 this year. You start, I know, I know I don't look it, I understand. But what are you laughing at? Don't you laugh at me, Derek. <laughs> I'm proud of you for being so young. I, I appreciate that. Um, thinking about is that you start thinking about how you know care and you start thinking about what's going to happen when, you know because your career is you know you're looking at another 15 years maybe of, of, of working um and if you have that kind of situation that you're dealing with i mean i don't thankfully um but they do and i'm assuming that um the uh, the uh, that's okay we're good um yeah right the uh if there's uh, let me start with this i guess if where, how long have they been around? 27 years. 27 years. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I believe, how many people right now? So right now we serve, uh, I think we're at 103 adults with disabilities, and we range in ages 18 to 73. So a wide range of age and ability. Okay. Yeah. And I guess um, if, when a person is, is introduced into that program, mm -hmm. um, what what's... There's got to be an evaluation step. I mean, I'm I don't know anything about this, so yeah. I'm just trying to I'm trying to say it in a way that, that's intelligent that you, I'm, that I can ask a question sure. that you kind of understand. Um, the, the, introducing them into that environment, into yeah. that program, what's, what's, what, we, what is that all about? We don't take uh, really severe medical needs, so they have to be able to like be in our the Harbor House community. Okay. Um, 
And, you know, it's all about just making sure it's a good fit and that they're safe and happy and it's the, a good fit for them and for Harbor House. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Long-term care, I'm assuming. So um, we, we don't have housing on site, but right. we do have a respite house. So on the right. weekends we can um, – they, they could stay. It kind of gives the caregivers a break, and then they stay with our staff. And they call it a sleepover, and it's full every weekend. Right, so it's right. five of them just hanging out of the house all weekend and doing fun activities and things that we want to do. And I guess some of the activities during the day, Monday through Friday, that, yes. that they're engaged in would be? So we have a mail room on site, so um, they could do mail jobs. We work with a lot of businesses and nonprofits in the city um, to do mail service and fulfillment. We also have a program called Home Sweet Home that they can work in okay. where we match um, our participants with – uh, seniors and businesses in the community okay. and they do like housekeeping okay so it lets them get out and help the senior population and then the seniors feel like they're helping okay. is there a specific story I mean, I, I, obviously I don't want to get into names but yeah. maybe discuss a specific story that really touched you that you said wow this is really something that makes me feel like I have made a good choice in being involved in this um, is there anything yeah. particular yeah. Yeah, I, I can think of one. I mean, maybe we have different ones. Um, I just know uh, there's one participant uh, that we have that she goes and she cleans every week at a business that we work for, and she cleans their break rooms and uh, I think their bathrooms. And so to some people it's like, oh, that's just a job, whatever. But for her, that's a way to uh, build relationships and really get out in the community. There's a guy that works there at that uh, place that always goes there. They have like this special bond um, and just being able to see those relationships being built is really great because um, it might not be there otherwise. Right, right. So and the best part about that story is that for Christmas she really wanted a laptop and the staff at that business all came together and got her a laptop for okay. success. Okay, how big so, of a staff do you have again? I'm sorry. Oh, well, this was at the company that she was working oh, at. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, okay. It's a huge company right, in the right, East right, End. Right, right. And um, she does cleaning there in the break room okay. for them, and then they, you know, they really, she, they're like, oh, she really wants a laptop. Let's get her up for Christmas. Okay. Yeah. So at some point you get involved with the Kentucky Derby Mini Marathon. Yes. Okay. Is this the so second? So this will actually be first our year? first year first as year. a charity. But you have another charity that you've done, which I heard about recently with ducks. Yes. With so our largest fundraiser is the Kentucky <laughs> I love that. Derby. Oh, wow. Ducky. Once you start saying it, you won't be able to say it. Say it the other way. <laughs> it's impossible. Um, and we call it KDD. Um, so the Kentucky Derby, we dropped – over 40,000 rubber ducks into the Ohio River, <laughs> and the winning duck wins. This year, I believe it will be a truck, yet to be confirmed. Oh, really? That's poor ducks. Um, oh, rubber ducks. Rubber ducks. Calm down, everyone. They're, Every, they're not real. I don't real. get any emails. <laughs> we get all the emails. I jumped in that river. I didn't I was oh. that. Oh, man. Every single duck is collected and sent off to the next race. That's amazing. Uh, but for $5, you can adopt one duck, and then, yeah, like I said, the winning duck gets a truck. That's that, and that's uh, I mean, and people that's a big prize. Yes. A truck is a pretty amazing prize to mm -hmm. get. Um, now, go ahead, I'm sorry, thanks to Toyota of Louisville and Swope okay. dealership. There you go. Yeah. Um, and now, the the this is the first year you're doing the mini marathon, yes. So, this will be our first year. Um, we are we've been part of the Derby Festival event, we're lucky that the Kentucky Derby is part of the Derby Festival, so this will be our fourth year. Um, as part of the Derby Festival, we're the Saturday after the okay. same day of the marathon. Uh, but this will be our first year as the charity 
of choice. Okay. And um, now some of the things I can, a little bit of the experience, we talked um, uh, yeah. at the meeting. Um, having done this, what ends up happening is they have the website. If you've never done the mini marathon before, you can, you log in and then you are, you, you know, if you, you want to sign up, you're given an option to run for a, a specific charity. Um, and Harbor House is going to be one of those charities. And what we're going to ask to do is this. We're going to ask anybody, regardless of whether a Louisville supporter, non-supporter, somebody that's never, and I've already got a couple of folks that, you know, never been to a Louisville City game. I'm going to ask, have you all been to a game yet? Yes, okay, of course. Well, that's yeah. a dumb question. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, uh, and, and so, so I'm going to back up a little bit. Was your first, do you remember the first game you went to? And, and what was the experience like? Go ahead. You don't have to give us like an specific, yeah. but more of like the experience of what it was like. When I you was were. early last season, and it was so much fun. I tailgated before. Okay. And we do uh, a little of that. Yeah, yeah we do a little of that, <laughs> and that was really fun. We also sell ducks at Against the Grain. Okay. Um, and it's right during that. So we've I've seen the which one's that? The line, the drum line. Oh, a groove machine. Oh, yep. That's us. Seeing the groove machine. That's okay. I know. Sorry. Once you say it this way, you'll never say it another way again. Okay. <laughs> so I've seen that groove machine groove, and I, it's fun. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, I can't remember when, like, specifically. I just remember I didn't really know anything about it, mm -hmm. and I had a buddy who um, – he was like, yeah, one of the soccer players, he's couch surfing at my place, so he got us free tickets, and we're going to go. And I was like, sure, whatever. Um, and then I have gone pretty regularly since okay. then. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, this is pretty We amazing. did have the Louisville FC soccer team out to Harbor House for our field day uh -huh. uh, two years ago, I believe. Um, and they came out and played, and it was a lot of fun. So we're talking with Michelle and trying to get right. them back out to Harbor House. Awesome. So, and, and uh, going back into the mini marathon, what you can yeah. do is when, when that site comes out, it won't be out for another month or so, but we can start talking it up now for people that want to get involved. Um, you can do one of two things. You can get involved in the event, which I'm going to be doing, and a bunch of other people are going to be doing. Or if you choose not to get involved in the event, you can sponsor somebody. And that's what we're going to ask you to do. If you don't want to do the event, you'll go to, and we'll have plenty of examples of it, uh, where you can go to the site and say, I'm going to pledge for, say, uh, whoever. And I'm going to pledge X amount of dollars, um, whatever the amount is. I'm sure yeah. you know anything's accepted. Anything, yeah. um, but I have a goal, and my goal is 100 people at 100 dollars. That's a 10,000 dollar check, you yes. know. And and I'd love to see that happen. And it's not just it's not just being involved in the event that it's 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 being part of something that really matters. When you start talking about taking care of other people who can't take care of themselves. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a kindness there that is that's extended. You know, you have to you have to love what you're doing, right? Totally. I mean, yeah, I, absolutely. I mean, there's the emotional there's an emotional um, connection and a buy-in when you do something like this that sure. doesn't exist when in some other areas, mm -hmm. right? So. Um, I do want to say that we want to make it really fun for you all mm -hmm. as like a group. Uh, we are, we're going to have tables at the race expo where you go pick up your packets for the marathon, so we can have fun giveaways and things like that. And then at Runners Reunite after the marathon, right. we're going to talk and plan some fun things after um, as well. <clears throat> and that's also the day of the duck race. Right. Um, so we have a VIP area that we can have all of our runners come to at the VIP area. So even if you're not running in the event, maybe yeah. you're sponsoring somebody, or maybe you just want to check out and help out Harbor House, exactly. you can just go to the, go to the Kentucky Derby. I said it right. And uh, but now that we can talk a little bit specifically, I can speak a little bit about what we're trying to do as far as people that are involved in the event. 
one of the things that we've run into where I saw uh, the first time I did it was people don't like to run in groups too much because there's an involvement. There's there's two things that go on. Number one, there's a fear that they that they have to slow down to stay with the group. So you get you know you've got some experienced hard runners that do this stuff. Mm-hmm. And the second thing is is that you get people who are afraid that they can't keep up with everybody. And and that's 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 a legit. That was my fear because I did it for Active Heroes the first time. So what we're doing is this: we're going to have four groups. We're going to try and we're trying to work this in uh, with through the website. If we can't, we'll work it in somehow. We're going to try and set up four groups based on your skill set. Like I said, I know a couple of guys that they they're career runners. I mean, they love they're competitive and they're not going to run slow. I mean, so these are folks that are going to run somewhere within the 90 minute time. I mean, they're they're very fast. And then we're going to try, we're going to have a group for them. And then we're going to have a group for another level of competitors that are about the two hour mark, two and a quarter, two and a half. And then we're going to have a third level for about the three hour mark. Then we're going to have a fourth group for the four hour. But the four hour group is basically the groups that walk. It takes, you know, if you walk three miles an hour, which is your basic walking pace, excuse me. So if you're interested in, in maybe thinking about doing this, don't worry about whether you can keep up with anybody because that's not what this is about. The most important thing is to raise money for your charity and to get people involved. And then, like you were saying, there's other things that are going to be on that going on that day that you don't have to have anything to do with. Um, One really cool thing that I went to the uh, luncheon about the charity luncheon for KDF and they talked about the relay teams. Okay. Um, So that's pretty cool because you can have five people and split up the marathon. Right. Um, so it's like basically each person runs a 5K. Right. Okay. Um, so that's another option you can look at right. too, because for me, either the mini or the full marathon is very intimidating. Right. But I could easily well, do the. I've done it twice. So look at me right now. I put it. You know, I'm, I'm very heavy right now, but I, that's not always the case. I mean, I've had some health issues, but the thing is, is that speaking. For, first of all, I was never. I wasn't a great athlete in high school, but I wasn't a crap athlete either. I mean, I was pretty good. I got two medals in sprinting. County medals. It was pretty fast. The thing is, is that one, I wasn't a great athlete, but it's doable. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's not like this is something that can't be done and there's no way to do it. If I could do it, trust me, anybody can do it. Cause I'm, I'm a little, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and commit to running right now. Ladies and gentlemen, our first commitment, Derek Davis, commitment. <laughs> you are the man. Derek Davis is, is our first commitment. He's our first uh, committed runner. You'll get a, We'll send you a rubber duck. We'll send you a rubber duck. And we're also talking about T-shirts. I know where you live. We're talking about about T-shirts and stuff like that that we'll be able to purchase. I'm not purchasing. I don't even know how it's going to work yet. Um, Well, tell us a little bit more. Now, we've talked also about what we're going to do coming up to the event. Yeah. So tell us a couple of things that you'd like to see happen before well, the event. This is all happened. in early, early planning. Very early yeah, planning stage, yeah, so but it's great to get it we out We met right. with Michelle, and that's how we got introduced to Joe. And um, we are t- we are exploring possibly being the April um, Angel Share program right. partner. Okay. Um, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll be able to work that in. So I that think. would be an exciting opening month. Um, and of course, it's our biggest month too, right. and we can just duck out the stadium and duck out all the supporters. And, awesome. hey, no, no pun yeah. intended, right? No, all, <laughs> oh, I got all of puns. puns. <laughs> and we, so we also have a very good friend. His name is Quacky. Okay. Um, yes, he's a large duck mascot that we bring. 
with us almost everywhere. He couldn't make it. We could, uh, we could team. Yeah, I was gonna say, does Ducky play drums? We could team Ducky he up could. with the sub sandwich guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. He's actually Sir Quacky. He's been knighted in the League of Mascots. So, oh really? Yes. So I think he's a celebrity. So one of the, one of the takeaways from this, I think Ducky needs to come down and play drums with us okay. at, yes, at a future game. Hey, hey, Matt, Matt, can we can we commit to wearing duck helmets to one of the games? <laughs> <laughs> you just got a card. Um, I'll give a shout out to Katie McWhorter because she's quacky. Katie's wonderful. Uh, yes. Katie, I love Katie. Uh, getting married. Getting married yeah. uh, in November. We love Katie as well. Singing at the wedding. I'm actually singing at it. Are you really? Yes, I am. Um, okay, so uh, let me tell you a couple of things that we're planning on doing up to the event or getting ready, ready with this. Uh, speak English. Uh, getting ready for it. We're looking in January uh, sometime to doing um, a video, uh, and also we're talking about trying to plan some uh, to plan a visit. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. after the season's over, it's a little it's kind of hard to do right now, but uh, during the off season, and we're not really going to have an off season this year because we're getting ready for the stadium is going to be so crazy, and there's so many things that everybody wants to do. But we're looking to say, and we kind of talked about January, but we're not sure yet, about possibly doing some visits, uh, doing a video, maybe doing a show from there, doing a remote. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and that way, getting getting that all together. Um, you, we, go ahead, I'm sorry. We think the website will be live end of this month, end okay. of September. End so of September. Right, yeah. And we'll share that all over our social media and, of course, yeah. with Joe. So yeah. just follow us on Facebook. That's where we post most of our stuff, and uh, we'll get it out website. to you. Harbor House of Louisville, mm -hmm. HHLOU.org. HHLOU.org. We'll make sure when I edit this thing, we'll throw that down at the bottom, too. Um, what am I missing? Have I missed anything that we talked about? Um, well, I know you talked about in January, actually, um, the Kentucky Derby Festival starts like a training program. So if anyone's interested in that, um, we're not sure the details on that yet, but that's something if you're once again, if you're worried about the race, uh, that's something to help you out with it. And we can do whatever we can to make it fun, bring Quacky out there to cheer you on. <laughs> yeah. uh, whatever Get it may Wacky be. with Quacky. Yeah. Oh, I just oh, made yeah. that up. Yeah, yeah, I just job. made that up. I'm, I'm smart sometimes. You're looking for a job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me. No, wait. You, Matt, you were the mascot back in high school, yeah, college, yeah, weren't you? Yeah. That's what. So you have. You have. Like you've had some bitter times. No mascot. So, so you have. You have some. You know, I don't need a special pet. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So, you Dude, know, I'll, have, I'll dress up like Quacky. I don't, I don't care. care. <laughs> I'll dress up like Mrs. Quacky if it helps out. Quackette. I'll dress up whatever. Whatever it takes. We're gonna we're gonna raise some money, and the goal is is that we want to present a check at halftime of the game. And we want it to be a big, big, big number. And, and I think it's – we've been talking about pairing with uh, an organization. You all have been great so far. I know it's, it's going to be a great mutual relationship. And the thing is is that when we've been talking about doing whatever we can to show that we're serious in the community about doing something big, well, this is something big. I mean, I, you know, th this is something that we can do. You know, my goal is I'm hoping that whoever's involved in the event – uh, when that last group, that fourth group comes down, people stick around, and then we all go straight down the street together, yeah. and you know, play a couple of cheers, you know, maybe maybe make something like yeah. that happen. That would be massive. Right. And uh, we want to put our we want to put our stamp on the community, and you want to reach into the community and and get and, and you have some an extension. I, we didn't mention that, right? Isn't there something that you're doing to uh, to extend the facility? Yeah. That you're so we're at? currently um, working 
we're pivoting our mission a little bit and um, looking at an intergenerational aspect. So it'll be our adults with disabilities, but also bringing in the senior population and children all under one roof with like intentional programming, because we know that um, you know we want everybody to be connected and like back to that community feel. Okay. Um, okay. So yeah, we are currently kind of uh, we've expanded our mission and we're looking at how to grow that. Okay. Um, I think that as time goes on, we'll get we'll get a ton of information out yeah. there. Uh, we'll continue to meet. Uh, it's a little, like I said, it's, it's a little early right now. Like the only thing I really want to see happening pretty soon is, you know, Quacky's got to come down and play some drums. Yeah. Okay. And that'd be a great yeah, way to push. Yeah, that'd be a great way to get some, uh, to get some, some, get some interest generated. And people are going to be like, first thing that's going to happen, I'm yeah. telling you what's going to happen. Get ready. Yeah. Because there's going to be some dopes on social media. What is that? Our mascot? Yeah. What are we doing? <laughs> when did we turn into the local city ganders? I mean, that's, I mean, that's, <laughs> That's gonna guarantee you that is going to happen. That's not the case. We just, it, you we know, whatever. Sash that he wears yeah. house, so. Okay, so there you go. A gander is a goose. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you. you know, thank you, Matthew. Matthew is the brains of this operation. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, whatever it takes to, uh, to, to, number one, to expand the partner, well, to, to introduce the partnership. I mean, it's brand yeah. new. Uh, and to try and get as many people. I know it's a challenge. If there's gonna be somebody listening to this right now that's like, there's no way I can do this. Yes, there is a way you can trust me. If I can do it, anybody. And I did it under three. I did like two forty-seven the last time I did it. We will motivate you. You know, yeah. and and you're going to be working. Like I said, there's going to be four different groups. It's not just going to be one. Um, so there's a you know we 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 talk about putting our money where our mouth is. Let's do it. Let's make this happen and let's make it an awesome event. And whoever's involved, like I said, we'll we'll, we'll throw that big old check out there and, and, and let everybody know that we're serious and that's gonna help you all. And hopefully we can we can start talking about things, you know, once we work that out in the in the future. So is there anything else that you want to add or come uh, I just wanna I know we kind of mentioned maybe um, in the off season people coming out to Harbor House for a tour. And um, obviously I work there, so I'm gonna say this, but I truly believe from the bottom of my heart. Um, you have to come out there and meet our people to truly see our mission and you will get, I mean, I had some tours today and just as soon as people walk in, our participants want to meet you. They want to hug you. They want to, I didn't even have to do anything because our participants were showing them everything and like showing them how much they loved Harbor House and it was just really awesome. So I really encourage anybody to come out there. Happiest, happiest place. Awesome. So, uh, Robin, Sarah, thank you so yeah, much. I'm sure that we'll, we're going to have you on again. Okay. I'd reach over, but I'm, I'm sure to I know we're doing the fist pump. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for so, all your rules. But absolutely. Uh, we, we will have uh, Robin and Sarah on again to discuss where we're at. We'll keep you posted. Uh, we'll be talking about this pretty much every show. So thank you so cool. much for being here. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Um, I, have a, I have a quick announcement. Do it. Lincoln Davis, it's a school night. <laughs> Get to bed, young man. You know what to do, sir. Go brush your teeth. Get yourself ready for bed. <laughs> it's hard to be a podcast host and a dad at the same time. Always be the dad. Right. Ladies, thank you so much. Really, really appreciate it. Thank you all. Um, so, uh, look, like we said, we're putting our money where our mouth is. We're going to do this. Let's do it. And, Absolutely. Uh, um, it's, it's great to see the Angel Share thing kicking out the way it is. Uh, it's great to see people um, that have reached out to Michelle. They've reached out to Lisa. They've reached out to Shauna about doing more stuff and that doesn't mean that this is the end all be all if you have an idea let's run with it i, I mean there's no reason that like i said the whole idea is to add layers the more layers you know we, we grow the foundation of this thing and we we introduce ourselves to the community in a way that we just haven't done yet you know 
I, I don't know, man. So uh, we haven't talked about the game last week, but we don't need to do a whole deal about that. But we keep winning. We do. It's four in a row. You know? Nice. Yeah. What, what do you think about winning four in a row? Derek? I think winning four in a row is great, especially at this time in the season, because it gives <laughs> your guys confidence. It gives the fans confidence in the team to further their excitement during the games. Mm-hmm. Um, I just got and, that beer pour on microphone. That's going to be oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> um, you just got that beer on the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sure that uh, the the locker room atmosphere is awesome right now. Yeah. Um, the guys, I, hopefully, I you know we're talking about. The, the way that they gel and, and, and the, the feeling of family that they have and whatnot. Uh, right now, they're they're probably feeling pretty good about each other, and uh, they know that that's coming into the playoffs. Um, I hope they have the mentality right now that, you know, hey, we can divide and conquer and we can do this again. Um, and it, it just based on the way they've been playing lately, I think that that's – that's a good kind of observation to make about them right now. And we talked about, we've had a couple of people on here that talked about going on a late season run, Matt. Mm-hmm. And yeah. well, we're doing this late season run without our captain and, and arguably our most explosive player without, without Paulo and without, without Ownby. So it's, I'm going to admit it. I'm a little, I'm not freaked. I've, only, I've just been on here and said it. We have enough talent, even with those guys hurt to compete with anybody anywhere. But still, but still, I mean, right? I mean, the, the thing that's there now that hasn't been been there in the past is they finally know where everybody's going to be. They finally all know what they need to be doing. And when there's a pass, somebody's on the end of it. They're doing more than kicking it into the corner and trying to cross in. I mean, they're actually developing the ball wherever the other team will let us. They're, so, yeah. And we talked about that. I don't know if it's – and I haven't, I haven't analyzed it enough. But I, I don't want to say – OB not being there is not a good thing. It's a terrible thing. No. But I, 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 we talked about this last week. It may have forced people to be a little more creative than just, hey, hey, get the big kid the ball. You know, I, I mean, that that gets old after a while. You know, that over the, that over the top offense. Yes. Yep. Start running. Here come. Here come. <laughs> and they all know it's coming too. So, yep. um, so we win. Uh, we score a goal again. We're not winning pretty. Can't say that we're winning. But we're developing. We're doing okay. I don't think it's. I mean, it's not like it's junk. I have a, do your thing, man. Do I have thing. a. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Come on, ladies and gentlemen, joining us on the set, Lincoln, Lincoln Davis, the man, the myth, the legend. What's going on, Lincoln? What's up, buddy? What you need? You need something. What's up? I'll be right back to turn your music. He on. will turn your music on in a second because right. we're almost done. Yeah, Lincoln has a very excellent R&B playlist that he likes nice. to listen to when he sleeps. Nice. Such as? Um, what, what do you? What's up, Danger? The one of the, from the Spider-Man into the, like the Spider-Verse. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> can't stop me now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's he's my my son has a very eclectic musical taste. That's good. That comes from Dad, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's this, and then one last question: the season uh, playoffs. Now we don't have to worry about it. I'm just, I was, I wasn't worried that we wouldn't get into the top ten, but I was really worried that it would be like ninth. I think we're, we're working. And we're, we're, I think we're sitting pretty good. The last time I looked, I think that the the team that is just out of playoffs, I can't remember which team it is, but they're ten back. Right, right. Um, so it would it would take a pretty Massive. catastrophic yeah. turn for us to not make the playoffs right, at this right, point. Right. Is that Hartford? 
Um, I can't remember. It might be Hartford's coming up away. Pitts, yeah. Where's Pittsburgh in this whole deal? That they're a couple spots above us. Right? Uh, they no, they're directly above us. They're directly above us. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the thing is that we're going to start playing a couple teams away that we, you know, I know mm-hmm. we're playing Memphis at the end of the season. And then we got yeah. the big game tomorrow. I am really, you know, I'm looking forward to tomorrow to, what is it called again? The Louisville Indianapolis Proximity Association Football Contest. I, I ask you because you do it the best. Why, thank you. <laughs> Unfortunately, I do it the best because people keep asking. <laughs> it's practice. Practice. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be the game tomorrow. No, you suck. Man, You're a horrible human being. My, my son's running cross country. Good for him, man. He's going to run a mile tomorrow. He's going to run a mile tomorrow. Now that you've committed to doing the mini, you'll, eventually you'll start running a mile. Okay. Or maybe a mile and a half. I'll jog a mile. That's what I'm saying. There's no. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I, I said I ran it. It's not running. I do old man jog. Hold my ribs the whole time. And, you know, it's, but it's 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 such an amazing experience. Let me tell you something. One of the things, one of the greatest, the first time I did it, one of the greatest accomplishments I ever felt in my life was getting, you know, you do that 13.3 miles and you get across. And it happens and you're like, you're finishing the race. You're like, holy crap, I still got a ton left. Yeah. Because you don't realize it if you train correctly. And, and when I say train correctly, I'm talking about, yeah, you got to put some work in. You ha- Depending on how fast you want to do this, you got to put work in. But you know what? If you had to walk 13 miles, any three of us, if we had to walk 13 miles right now, if there was a serious situation, and we would do it. Mm-hmm. Like if you're a kid and you needed right. to walk 13 miles, you go do it in a heartbeat. I do right now. If I had to walk to my mom, I'd go do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, so it's not, it's not, it's it's what you want to do and how you want to do it. And join up with the rest of us and do this, man. Let's make this happen. It's going to be awesome. So um, unless there's anything else uh, per- pertaining to what we've talked I, about, it's time for some rim shots. I think. I know we don't usually do analysis, but go ahead, do it. Do it how, do it. What do you got? What I, do you see happening in the game? To, to this next one? Yeah, yeah Lip FC. We their defense is amazing. It is. Our offense is is spurting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to take us establishing ourselves early. I, I really think that in this game, not, it's not so much about scoring first, so much as our us imposing our will offensively on them mm-hmm. and forcing them to be forced, creating creating a situation where them just laying back is not enough. We're going to have to do something creatively to make sure that we can do something early and force them and press it. And, and I think, you know, it might mean engaging another player in the attack and changing the formation a little bit. We think. Could be. I don't know, man. Yeah. I, I mean, one thing they're not known for is their attack. Right. And we've got a small field. Yep. I mean, they got basically one major threat. I cannot remember the guy's name. Are they bringing away fans down here? Usually, yeah. They bring yeah. quite a few. Yeah, I, don't, I haven't heard any, like, yeah. you know, bantering all around. They don't really do that a whole lot. Slaughterhouse 19 mm-hmm. does. But yeah, right, right, right. Was it the, the other the, brick, the Brickyard Battalion? That the Brickyard Battalion. Mm-hmm. I think they're sort of. I don't. I don't mean to interrupt you. I it just. No. I think that they're. Um. They're sort of caught in this limbo. I mean, they've only been out of NASL for two years, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that they're. They're probably more jealous about the MLS thing, on some level, than we would ever be, because it's in. I mean, Indianapolis is a wonderful city. Mm-hmm. I love. And I'm not even kidding when I say that. When I first moved down here, I was between this job and a, and a job up in Indy. And it was like this. I mean, it was so close because I love Indianapolis. It's a great, great city. Um, so I wonder if that plays a little bit of a role in it. Maybe them just embracing this whole USL thing a little. I don't know. I'm just I'm yeah. throwing it out there. But you were saying, I apologize. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's going to be a really hard game for any either team to score. Yeah. It's got all the makings of a scoreless draw, but I'm going to pick a one-nil one for us. Yeah, man. 
I just I think we'll find something to happen. We're gonna be without Magnus, but I don't know. Opino's good, and he's due, and he's creative. So he might be able to frustrate he's somebody. Been, he's, right, 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 right. He's the, he has created some havoc the last mm-hmm. couple of games, and uh, <clears throat> just can't wait to get him and Nobi on the field together yeah. at the same time with 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 a little bit more of a excuse me with a little bit more. I'm sorry, I'm burping because I drink. No, I didn't drink too much in my second beer. Um, <laughs> the uh, getting him on the field maybe with a little bit different personnel that allows both of them just be a little more reckless. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. There's what we could go after Wayne Rooney and get him to come play here. Well, I guess starting with Miles, start seems, my first room shot. Seems, 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 seems very uh, seems very unhappy in DC right Wayne, now. Wayne and, and Ibra are, are are continuing to uh, are continuing to drop some bombs, <laughs> and it's beautiful. It's I'm like sorry, the, I'm loving this. It's the Jerry Springer of soccer league. Yeah, I'm, I I hate to say that because like I said, I'll never dog our supporters who happen to love MLS fans. I will never do that. But I'm sorry, them two stepping up and saying and acting the way they've been acting. Rudy's done. Oh, he's, he's had enough. He's checking out. He's yeah. ready to go. I mean, he would leave tomorrow if they'd let him out. And to see them stepping up right in MLS's faces and saying, look, pfft, you know, whatever, you, you all. And it's beautiful, as opposed to some of the other homers like Beckham, who just who never, ever spoke up the way he was supposed to speak up. He was just more worried about doing his thing and getting paid. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, I love it. I love that people are now starting to hear from the people that know way more about the game than any 25 of us will ever forget. I mean, they, they'll forget more than we'll ever know. They, you know, they've, they've had some overseas players that have, that have propped MLS up too, though. So it's, it's not just, and I'm, yeah. And I agree with that. Like right? Blanco that they had up in Chicago. Um, he, he loved MLS. Like right. he just, and that's fair. And that's yeah. absolutely fair. Mm-hmm. It's uh, just it's it's I was thinking more of the individuals that are supporting the teams mm-hmm. than the players themselves. But you're right, you're right, you're right. And um, I, I just, man, you can't. It's like we've lost the ability in this country to have honest conversations about frigging anything, you know. So if you're a supporter, like if if this league was trash, the USL was trash, I would say, man, this league's trash. Mm-hmm. Without worrying about who's hurting anybody's feelings, that's on the team. Or anything like that. That's anyway. Go ahead. Anybody else? Rim shot time. I didn't. I didn't really come up with it. I didn't have a rim shot. Um, paying paying for extracurricular activities at school is horrible. <laughs> but I pay for it, damn it, because I love my kid. <laughs> Man, I love that political banner in the supporters section. Said no one ever. Right. There you go. <laughs> I try to I try to I try to steer away from that as hard as possible, but uh, look, you know when when the day comes when that needs to be addressed, we'll have to address it. You know, it's just we're not there yet. Mm-hmm. You know, and when it comes, we will. Hopefully, we can address it collectively. Yeah, collectively, and yeah. we'll uh, we'll, we'll you know, my thing Obviously is. Obviously, make fun of everyone involved. <laughs> <laughs> That's a must. <laughs> but here's the thing, man. Be you. Enjoy yourself. Express yourself. Have a good time. This this uh, uh Lipa A Lipa A C Lipa F C F C I just I can't Epicac. This Epicac deal is the is the way sports should be. Oh yeah. It's a hell of a lot of fun. People are really enjoying it. Um the it gets pretty intense at the game. There'll be a lot of shouting, oh, yeah. yelling and, and you suck and all that mm-hmm. nonsense. Have they figured out whose head's gonna be bleeding this year since Kyle's gone? Since Kyle's gone, really? <laughs> I guess. But um the uh, uh, 
this is the way it should be. It's so much, this thing is so, is more fun. This, this whole made up history thing is more fun than anything I've done as a supporter with the team. Just trying to be creative and coming up with stories and Bugsy O'Malley. First of all, Billy Wilson, thank you so much again. He does that for nothing, folks. And if you go back and check it out, he is just, he's wonderful. He's a great friend. I've known him for so long. Um, but the, uh, it's, it's, it's supposed to be those 90 minutes, you scream and yell like an idiot, but everything around it is supposed to be enjoyable. We're going to a sporting event to have fun. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and screw it. I'll say this. You know, it, it, people have the right to say whatever they want. You say what you want. You feel what you want. Support who you want from a sporting standpoint, a political standpoint, whatever, whatever. But don't tell me that I have to listen to you. I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm you know, Sorry, I'm there to have a good exactly. time. So you go ahead with whatever you're doing and knock yourself out, wear your pins, wear your banners, uh, stand up for whatever thing you stand up for, but I ain't paying attention. I, I'm sorry. It's, I'm not being, I, that doesn't mean I'm belittling anything that anybody's doing. It's just that you have a right to speak. I have a I'm right to respond. Everything. What's that? I'm, sorry. I'm belittling everything. <laughs> exactly. Completely indiscriminate. I could care. I have, I could give a rat's ass about your initial in between the parentheses. It means nothing to me. <laughs> But anyway, that's as far as I'm going to go with that. Um, I guess that's it. That's I think it. this was an amazing show. I think this one was fantastic. It was. I want many thanks to Dr. Mark Lynn, to, to John Neese, and to uh, Robin and Sarah from Harbor House. And we will be kicking that off tomorrow. We'll start seeing messages about that. Uh, we've already got some guests lined up for our next show, which I believe we're doing next week. Right? Did we agree on that? Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sure. We're, our next 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 uh, Wednesday, we will have a Thursday. Thursday. We will have another. Thank you. Next Thursday, we will have another show. We will let you know about the guest. Uh, let us know what you think at hashtag 3B podcast. This has been wonderful, folks. I hope you had a great time. We're out of here. And uh, we'll see you at the game tomorrow. Good night, everybody. Epicac. Epicac. <laughs> Epicac. What's that song? Sweaty cat, a smelly cat? Sweaty camel. Epicac, 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 Epicac. Oh, my God. <laughs>